0: Sweet Life, rolling in sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, lulling a simple thanks for hours on end. Around right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a Sweet Life? Hey everybody, I'm X-Factor winner Tate Stevens. And welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music... Sports, food, entertainment, and well, just living the sweet life. All right, everybody, Tate Stevens here, along with AJ. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet Life Podcast. Today's gonna be fun, man. We got a we got a, a guest in house today. Really in house. It's yeah. really in house today. Literally, right? <laughs> literally in my house. So uh, today we're <laughs> gonna talk. Today's topic is gonna be about hometown. Artist, local artist, and music, um, and and so this this kind of reaches this reaches a lot of things, um, and this is gonna be part one. We're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of our friends come in and do this uh, with us. But um, here's the thing: we got Noe Palma today on hi. the show hi, hi. Hi, so um, now. Now, for those who know uh, the Kansas City music scene, he has been around um, for Way too long. For 20, what, 25? At least 25 years, right? Yeah, just about. About 25 years playing around town. Um, so we'll get into all of that, his new stuff, some old stuff. We're just going to talk music. We're going to talk about Kansas City and just kind of the, the things, um, uh, being a, a, a local guy that have a uh, country guy here in, in town, uh, what life is like and music and, and kind of our scene uh, here in Kansas City. So stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. You started, what was the name of the band a long time ago?
1: Broken cowboys. Broken
0: cowboys knew it. Not knew to it. To
1: be, uh, you know, uh, confused with uh, broke. What was that other broken back mountain? Yeah, yeah,
0: broken cowboys. Same <laughs> but <laughs> different. Same kind of, but <laughs> different storyline. Yeah. No, just that one time though. Just that one time. <laughs> you no, know, we were young. Yeah. So, was there anything after that, or was just Broken Cowboys? and Then Noe. No, it was just Broken Cowboys and then Noe. Okay, cool. Um, When When Broken Cowboys, that was uh, ninety eight. That'd be so. I got out of college in
1: ninety nine. So that was two thousand. Oh, was it that late? Two thousand. I bet I started Broken Cowboys and then two thousand. All right. Dismembered in two thousand six or seven, something like that.
0: Six, because when we played at the Beaumont Club. Um, because I had just joined the Outlaw Junkies then. Oh, oh, that's right. We did. We opened up. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, Chris was just talking about this the other day. Yeah, it was. Uh, you and me and Gary Lincoln. We did the uh, oh, Beaumont yeah. Club. Yep. 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 It was a Beaumont Club. So, so that yeah, okay. So it must have been two thousand six. So we're gonna start. Listen, no, it, this is uh, two thousand. You graduated college in two thousand. Yeah. No, 99. Oh, 99. That's right. Okay. So then 2000, 2001. Oh, i
1: sorry. Wait. I graduated college in 97.
0: Yeah. I started right.
1: the fire department in 99. Yeah, okay. Right.
0: All right. So. On yeah. a volleyball scholarship. <laughs> yeah, On a volleyball. I did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. really? Yes. Really? Where'd you go to school? Columbia College. It was, Columbia. Uh, it Division one school. We're, right. Right. Awesome. In, uh, is that in Columbia, Missouri? Columbia yeah. College. That's right. right I think Mizzou. my niece. I think my niece went to Columbia for a, a little bit for whatever degree she was getting at that point. So um, anyway, awesome. So you go to you graduate uh, college on a volleyball scholarship. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> never knew that. But uh, and then you go to uh, you start your you start your first band, which is Broken Cowboys, early 2000, 2001 Right. Right. Okay. Um, and so. Back then, we had a lot of places to play we in did. Kansas City. Um, I mean, notable places, obviously the Beaumont Club, which was a historic country bar here in town mm-hmm. um, for years and years and years. Um, I mean, I, I played the Beaumont Club in 95 and 6 and 7. Um, the last show I did, and that was with the the Dixie Cadillacs, the last show I did there was with Jeff Carson. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the last Beaumont Club show with the Dixie Cadillacs we did uh, was with Jeff Carson. I know you've played the Walmart Club a ton, a yep. ton. Um, so when you started, what what made you uh, get going? What was it that said, you know what, I want to be a musician. I want to play music. I want to sing. I want to play music. I, I want to start this band. What, what drove you to it? I think um, a lot of it was the fun. A lot
1: of it was a challenge. I like to be challenged. Uh, a lot of it was uh, obviously the intention because – uh, the chicks, yeah, the, you know, yeah. the girls definitely did help out. <laughs> the girls, but uh, I think I was somewhere. Um, my good little backstory my dad's Filipino, right? My mother's from Oklahoma, white, strawberry blonde hair. On the Filipino side, everybody loves karaoke. <laughs> Every we you right. go to a jungle and pop up, and there's a karaoke machine in the jungle, so everybody loves <laughs> singing in the Philippines, and they're phenomenal, phenomenal singers, right? <laughs> right over right. there. So uh, I would go with my dad to a lot of places and sing karaoke. I always hated it, but he always pushed me to go just to practice and and right. you know perform in front yeah. of people. And then, Absolutely. And then uh, you know, like I was in college, I, I started playing in the dorm, and I thought, man, I think I want to play, play in a band. So when I got back, I was doing stuff with karaoke with my dad, and it's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want I want my own band. And then I I started doing that, and then. Um, uh, people were like hey when you come to my bar and, and come play some songs I was like yeah sure why not and then they give me money I'm like well this is kind of cool yeah <laughs> I mean, we can I can yeah. make money doing this yeah this exactly it was you know free beer and and money and like I bet I can do a little bit better than this so then I started the broken Cowboys and you know it right. just went from there and then I started pushing ourselves for other places like Beaumont club is a perfect example right. of being in the pinnacle of your career, you think, when yeah. you're Kansas City because right. all the class A's are coming through. Absolutely. You don't even know what their <laughs> capability is until <laughs>
0: right.
1: ten years down the road. Well I was gonna tell you is like I think I opened up for Blake Shelton five times at the Beaumont Club and he was cool every time. Right. Lady A. Right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, anyway, there was there was so many artists that just came through that We're just are massive now, or were massive back then, but they weren't that big at the time. Right. So it was cool to see what they were and what they turned into be. And it's like, absolutely, I there's no reason why I can't do this without the right band, the right equipment, the right Right. music or whatever. But the possibilities were really
0: cool in my mind. So that's what kept. Pushing me forward. Well, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, now do you do you remember a time? Like, is there one artist if you had to go back and go? You know what? I was so drawn to this one artist's music that, like, stylistically, I wanted to do that music because yep. that kind of hit home to me. I can do that. That really speaks to me. Yep. Who was that artist for you? My
1: background is uh, growing up. Like I said, my dad's from the Philippines, so I listened to a lot of the Beatles. He, My mother listened to a lot of Kenny Rogers, and then in between, we'd have Ray Charles, we'd have Stevie Wonder, we'd have uh, Journey, we'd have Air Supply. Yeah. We, we yeah. had everything. But Air Supply. Uh, <laughs> there it is again. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm
0: telling you. Don't but knock the,
1: them. The versatility of all those singers, because I knew I wasn't going to be a great guitarist by any means. Right. Hopefully, I was like, man, hopefully, as long as I can play rhythm, I'll be okay. But uh, when I first started listening to Country, after Kenny Rogers, there was... Um, I, I heard an artist come out, and he wasn't even a single. I was just happened to be on his his fan page on the internet for some reason, and it was Travis Tritt. Oh, wow. And I heard him go from almost like a church choir voice to a rock and roll voice. I'm like, that is a huge difference in the way he can sing. It's like, that's exactly how I want to be. I want to be very versatile. Right. I want to be able to rock out, but yet be able to join the church choir and yeah contribute. Yep. So that's how I approached how I was going to sing.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. So, well, th- that's not a bad guy to kind of, you know, <laughs> emulate really if, if, at the end of the day when you're like, now, oh, if I could do that. Okay, so um, we we start the broken cowboys. You're you guys are you're doing your thing. You're up and running. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you play as much as you can anywhere and everywhere for for free most of the time, especially yep. when you do the radio, radio shows stuff. because they're like, look, we're gonna get you in this one. Okay, mm-hmm. we got you on the next one, and then the next one comes and they're like, look, if you could do us one more, <laughs> yeah, one more favor, the next one you're getting paid, and then they come up with. Here's two hundred bucks. You're like, <laughs> well, thanks. Oh, great! Never mu- keep it. You know what I mean? We, You're gonna yeah. get a lot of exposure, though. It's exposure. That's yeah. what it's about, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, I think every every artist goes through that, um, and, and it doesn't matter. I wouldn't trade you it for know. the world, though. No, you can't Never really want. You can't because it 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 defines it defines your music. At the end of the day, when you when you step on stage, the the twenty plus years. Of, of you know playing every place you can play as, as many times and as much as you can for free or for 500 bucks or for 100 bucks or for a tip, yep. you know whatever it is. I still have people come up. I have never heard of you. I'm like,
1: I've been here for more than 20 years, and I've played yeah. on all the major radio stations. I'm on my yeah. fifth
0: single now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not doing my job, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> and it happens. I mean, but what – okay, looking back – If you could change anything out of the Broken Cowboys era, just that little short time, five, six years or whatever it was with with that band, would you do anything differently if you could go back and tell yourself, hey, man, look, you need to do this or this? What would that look like?
1: Oh, man, that's a great question. I I, Honestly, I don't think I've ever really thought about it. I mean – there was a couple of roads I could have went left or right, but mm-hmm. other than that, I had I was really lucky with the players that I had. I'm really fortunate and, and thankful for them. Um, I think, man, honestly, I, I don't know because it, it was an awesome ride. Right. It really was. And without making those choices, I wouldn't have met the people that I have now or, or have had. And uh, it all led – to this point right here, and I, I I really don't know. I mean, there might have been song choices that yeah. I probably shouldn't have taken. Right, right. If there was one thing, I should have tried songwriting a little bit harder because I'm not very good. But I think when I'm with somebody that is good, it breaks me out of my shell sure, and I can think a little bit easier. Because yep. I can get into their frame of mind. Yeah. I can't sit at the table and go, here's what I got. Here's my idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's the melody. And that's it. I can't yeah. do that. But I can I can come up with a melody. I right. just can't come up with the right lyrics because I it
0: sounds childish well, when I write. I um like I said, when you get with somebody who can really write, you're like, Oh, this isn't too bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it was easy. You're like, let's write another <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, but you know, yeah, if I just had to sit down and write, I've written a few songs by myself. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even play them for anybody. I'm like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and it's all something that you've already heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, and and I didn't say it in any clever way. I didn't come some weird angle at it. No. Nah. And you just heard the song yesterday. You know, on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> so you know yeah. what I mean. So um, I, I wish for for myself. I'm I'm in that same boat. Looking looking at looking at your your music. Okay. You became a fireman, Kansas City Fireman, in 99. 99. October 99. So, um, which is awesome, uh, being a first responder. It, it's a great deal of um, responsibility uh, that that comes with, with all kinds of, of um yeah, there's there's all kinds of things uh, that come with being a first responder, uh, and you guys have to deal with so many things. You get to see, you you see things you shouldn't ever have to see, you hear things you should never have to hear. Right. You have to do things you know you wish you didn't have to do sometimes. You yep. know, and and it all it all you know uh, plays out in front of you sometimes, and it's like you know it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, uh, and and I know a lot of times people are like, oh, thank you so much for helping, whatever but a lot of times it goes unthanked and and that uh i think which is tough i, I mean until they um, get an eye opener right you know what i mean and then it changes their mind like our
1: big eye opener was 911 easily yeah. because oh, yeah. so many lives were lost yeah and then you know that stretch of gratitude lasted for a long time yep uh, especially for P- uh, pd also too yeah and and then but it takes only one bad incident that the media expects exposes or blows up and yeah. gets it all wrong to change so many people's minds, and it's, it's so irritating. Especially, I'm like, were you were you there? Do you know what happened? Right. No, I, I saw it on the news. No, yes. because I could tell you a hundred stories, and I'm not downing any news stations around here by any means. But I could tell you a hundred times where the news got it completely wrong, and I was there. I'm like, you, You're I right. just want to call him up and go, you know what? that's wrong why don't you check your facts right or ask somebody you know that right. was there
0: it seems like they they just pick and choose who they want to pick on kind right. of I mean uh, not all the time but it just seems like that it just it does it never seems like look what the police department did today yeah they helped 500 people you know what I mean just today with that needed new shoes you know what I mean the yeah. police department went and got new shoes for 500 people. You know, or the, the fire department, the fire department, you know, um, hung 45 air conditioners in in the city because people didn't have AC yeah. and they were keeping the the elderly cool. You know, that, things like that you don't really ever see every once in a while, but hardly ever. We <clears> go <throat> install smoke detectors in people's
1: houses all the time for free. They call us up and say, we need a smoke detector in our brand new house. We'll yeah. go and install it. You never hear about that. People hardly don't even know about it,
0: right? <laughs> it's <Absolutely. amazing. laughs> You know what I mean. So, yeah. so that with just having that, I don't know, man. Um, we we need we need to take we need to take care of the ones who take care of us on a daily basis. That is sure our our you know our armed forces people. We have to we have to have them. They keep us safe, right? Yep. They they keep all I the. Agree. You know what I mean? They keep us safe from, so we can sleep. But but also our first responders do the same thing just in a different light most of the time, you know, they, they keep the streets safe. So, you know, Hey, when my kids are out late at night or, you know, coming back from a school function or whatever, yep. at least we know they can, they'll be safe. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but anyway, so enough about my rambling about being a first responder, but <laughs> no, it's awesome. I I mean, I truly, like I said, I'm, we're in this, in this house, we are, we're, we're grateful for, for everything that the men and women uh, do uh, for us in our communities. And going
1: so, on uh, in uh, October, I'll have 22 years on. I can retire in 25. I'll probably work longer, but I didn't go out because it was cool looking. I like. I I honestly love helping people. Right. At, at the need the worst time in the world, I would want to be there. Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't need to thank you. I just need to know that you're you're good. You're good now. Yeah. That's that is all I need. And see, there's there's a hundred thousand of you just like that, that that don't need the thank you or don't need the pat on the back. They do it because that's what they want to do. Yep. They want to help. I'm glad we're getting to do this, man. we are gonna talk to we're gonna talk more music here in yep. a second. I just wanted to get into the fire thing. And uh, AJ, you got anything for that? Well, what in I don't know, what uh originally drew you to want to be a fireman?
1: Um, I, I think like what I said earlier is there was um I got into music because I knew the power of music. I knew how it could change somebody's bad day, mm-hmm. just like it, it it did with me when I heard my favorite song on the radio. If I was in a bad mood, changed just like that. So uh, I needed another way to fill that. Yeah. And uh, my stepfather was on the fire department, okay. and I was looking for something and uh, kind of adrenaline junkie. So. That led me towards that. He told me about it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Work yeah. eight days a month in Kansas City. Yeah. Work days yeah, yeah. eight days a month, and then you have rest your time to have another job, which almost everybody on the fire department does. So I was like, Well, I could still be a musician and do this at the same time, two incomes. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So that's kinda
0: how so it's it fell kind into of a it. Family thing, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. and and you Didn't find that, and you find that in fi- in the fire department, especially. Um, there's so many generational firemen. Oh yeah, there's so many generational firemen. Not just in like in in Kansas City, obviously. Kansas City's a big fire department, uh, but New York is huge. Yeah. obviously, Atlanta's huge, and it's like Boston, Chicago. Yeah, all all, those guys. all the major cities. You see, grand, great grandpa, grandpa, mm-hmm. dad, all the boys. You know what I mean? Pride in it. Yeah, it's just something that they. It's just that thing and and they're they're generational and and it's like bred into them you're going to be a fireman that's what you're going to do oh and i also had a request um from Mr. Chris Thompson. Big shout out to Mr. Chris oh Thompson. boy. Very fuzzy. <laughs> he uh I was kind of like uh jabbing him for some info this week. I was oh like, my man, what's once... and he uh he's <laughs> when he told me about the volleyball scholarship. <laughs> I was like, dude, I would have never guessed that in a million years, but no, yeah. he um uh, he was he asked me if I could get you to talk a little bit about your dad coming over from because he was the first to come over from the Philippines in your family, right? Yes, yes, he was. Um
1: Let's see, uh, I, I had an American, I called him uh, my American grandfather, Grandpa Don. He was over in the Peace Corps in the Philippines, and, uh, and my dad's from a town, a small town called Old Zombies. sits in the southern Philippines, and uh, somehow, uh, hopefully dad doesn't correct me, but somehow he, uh, Grandpa Don got close to my dad's family, the whole family, right. and uh, Grandpa Don was getting ready to leave and said, basically, hey, I can take one of you with me. Who wants to go? And Dad was the first one to jump up. I'm assuming. Oh wow! So they got on a boat, came all the way back to the Pacific. <laughs> wow! And uh, started his new life. Uh, he was 17 at the time. 17 years old. Yeah, wow. and still learning English. So a right. lot of his, I would say, a lot of his English came from Beatles songs because he was learning to play guitar at the same time. Uh huh. And you know, over in the Philippines, everybody loves American music. Right. Uh, that's right. Right. A lot of them. That's how they learn. English. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because That's, when they yeah. sing,
1: they have no accent. They sound like yeah. Americans, which is amazing. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. You know, Australians or right. people from right, uh, right. Europe and stuff like that. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah. came over here when he was 17 and then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, then he went to uh, school at the Ozarks and got his degree and uh, married my mom. And then there's Noe. Really? Her, Brothers and, and sisters? Called little Noe. Brothers and sisters? I have an, uh, a younger brother, five years younger, Ryan. Okay. Who's actually a very good. Artist too. He actually sang a couple, two or three song uh, backup vocals on two or three, so- three of my songs.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. very good. Very awesome. awesome. So uh, now your dad's name Noe also correct. Ah, uh, so are you junior or are you just? I'm the second. You are the second. Yeah. See, there There's you some go. Junior's
1: over there, and it's like a, you know, uh, a Catholic kinda, type thing.
0: Kind of cool like I mean, that. You got a two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't want to be called junior. Mom didn't want me to call a junior. So everybody called me Little Noy because I was scrawny. Well, I I'm still scrawny, but now, are I'm you scrawny. a junior? No,
0: no, just same first name. Oh, that's yeah, weird. First and last middle names are different. Yep. Huh. Yep, 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 yep. I'm yep, a yep. junior, so yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I don't know too many good juniors, but
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, anyway. oh, only Hank. <laughs> yeah, only Hank. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're gonna move. We're gonna move forward. We yeah. w- now broken cowboys are done. You kind of said, you know what? I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna do this on my own, uh, not on your own, obviously. But you know, but I'm gonna have. It's just gonna be my name. So right. you know, and I and and a lot of times, and I don't know if it was like this in, in your band or not, but uh, in band situations, a lot of times it's not. Um, one person never has like control, right? So. It's always the band's idea or, but if two people in the band don't want to do it, then generally they don't, you know, it doesn't happen. So this is where our paths cross right at this
1: moment. Right. So we got picked up by um, a mutual friend of somebody in uh, in Nashville, uh, wanted to come out and watch my show. They did. They took that information back, took it back to RPM. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I'm assuming still the time, the the guy that owns it is Scott Simon, mm-hmm. and uh, Scott loved it. So we all flew out uh, to Nashville, met with Scott. He loved what we were doing. We all left. Then I got the phone call. Well, they only want you. They only want you, Noe. I said, um, okay. So I had a band meeting. I said, this is my, this is what's going on, mm-hmm. guys. What should I do? Yeah, and they're like. You need to take the chance. You need to take the opportunity. Yeah. I was like, I I agreed, but I wanted to be, you know, want to lay everything out on the table and Mm -hmm. tell you what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that happened for uh, a year and a half, two years. I would fly every month to go right. And this was the funniest thing in the world. The rumor came out that Tim McGraw was flying me because Tim is (laughs) Scott's uh, artist. Yeah. 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 Apparently, I was flying on Tim McGraw's plane every month. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. He owns a
0: a Southwest jet then, right? (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) They were flying me out on Southwest, of course. But, uh, yeah, they were uh, flying me out every month to write and stuff like that. And uh, I was at the front of the book, and then I just slowly started going to the back of the book, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't produce anything worthwhile. And then, like, the last straw was... Hot apple pie came out, Mm -hmm. or is that hot apple pie? Yeah, hot apple pie pie. came out, and uh, at the time, uh, Hank Jr.'s uh, daughter was uh, making a big push too. Uh, What was her name? Tall blonde. I I can't remember. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's what happened. I just got pushed at the back of the book, and then Holly Williams. Yeah, Holly Williams. Yep, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Uh, nice job. Yeah. But, uh, you know, once you get Thanks pushed Google. back to the book, the, the phone calls start yeah. slowing down, and then, yeah,
0: there's no more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> happens. It happens all the time. So now fast forward to 2006, six seven, right? So right after the Broken Cowboy thing, um, we did a show together at the Beaumont Club. Yeah. Me and you and Gary Lincoln, yeah. another Kansas City artist guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Gary spent time in Nashville trying to make make it happen and make it work. And, and um, we did that show at the Beaumont Club, which was a lot of fun because it was like, okay, here's three artists here in town. And, you know, we played for our 200 people or whoever, however yeah. many was there. wasn't yeah. very many, but, you know, we played, you know, and was it John? Wasn't he the manager? John
1: Lunkwitz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember that. Yeah. Massive guy. <laughs> yeah. Sweetheart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember John's just like, hey, we'll give you whatever we get, you know. Yeah. And we'll just and, – and it was it was okay. I mean, it just – it was what it was. But it was fun because, you know, we didn't get to play you, – you never hardly ever get to see your friends play, right? That's true. So because everybody's either gigging or you're doing something else when you're – if you're not playing, you're doing something else, you know, with your yep. family or whatever, yep. working or whatever. So – So after the, you you know, the RPM thing kind of fades, then you start, um, I know, well, you were working, you were working with somebody, because I remember talking to you. I I came back, and somehow I got hooked
1: up with Dan Weller. You know, Dan's whole history.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: And then I got, he introduced me to Chris Thompson, and then we went, forward as Noe Palma's was like, I'm not going to have another band name. I'm, I'm tired of right. people leaving and mm-hmm. trying to get, you know, group pictures and band pictures. And there's always somebody new. I'm tired of that. Right. So I was like, well, you're just going to go as Noe Palma. I, I thought it was a lot easier. Yeah. But uh, went from there. And then I was doing a show. Oh, I can't remember. I remember the name of this bar, but it's called Infusion out in Olathe or Overland Park, uh, a friend of mine owned it He's a, mm-hmm. he's my lawyer actually, Brian Costello He owned it and he brought in a songwriter Named Jason Matthews mm-hmm. And Jason Matthews was on his tour for um, That's What Mamas Do I believe was his uh, single But he wrote um, uh, that really good one by Oh good lord, I know I'm going to mix this up uh, By Billy Currington uh, Must Be Doing Something right. Right He wrote that one for him So he came into town with a massive catalog of songs that he'd written. He'd written a lot for Travis Tritt and several other guys. And we got to talking, and I said, man, I love this song and this song and this song. He goes, you like it? Why don't you come out and we'll uh, we'll write? And that opened the door to Nashville writing. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I got a collection of songs, and that's where I got I'll Be Your Whiskey Mm -hmm. and... uh, Make sure you get my name right and all those others on my first album. I got most of those from Jason, or I co-wrote them with Jason. Right, right. And and my contact
0: through uh, RPM. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, who was, was Ryan? Was it Ryan Cook at RPM? Was that your guy at RPM? Your publishing guy.
1: Um, my God, good lord, I couldn't even tell you right now. No. I really couldn't. Ryan, that was. <laughs> but uh, the guy that introduced me to Scott was Randall Chowning. Yeah, Rand. you So you, I know, I know him. I okay, know, I don't I mean, I know who he is. I don't know him, know him, but I know. Okay, yeah, who he is. So yep. I would stay with Randall and his wife is Janie. Janie is Scott's sister. Yep. So that's how that all fit together. And so I would write a lot with Randall, and Randall was the lead guitarist for Ozark
0: Mountain Daredevils. Yep. Mm. Had dinner. So had dinner, Scott. Like I said, I only met him that one time uh, at Scott's house. Uh, we had dinner and played cards and some other stuff. And he was kind of super. What a great guy. Yeah. Him and his wife yeah. both are great people. But he was telling me some of the Ozark Mountain Daredevil stories. They're phenomenal. They're amazing. Yeah.
1: You, you know you're cool when <laughs> you have a picture of Paul McCartney with your band t shirt on yeah. in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, You've made it right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In your own bathroom. Yeah. He came
1: to your house. He was at your house.
0: Yeah. 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 That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I got like really good knowledge uh, from Randall, and he introduced me to a lot of people. We went to a songwriters round with uh, Tim and Faith. Got to sit right next to him, and uh, we were just song shopping. Just brought along with Tim. Like this is not right because he's going to like something I'm going to like, and there's no way I'm going to get it. So right, why right, am yeah. I here? Send me to the C catalog. That's that's me. <laughs> 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 If I'm writing anything, it's gonna be in the C catalog anyway. So yeah, just give me the C catalog. It,
0: that's more my range. In that, that, that's how it is though. It yep. really is that way. Yeah, because um,
1: they know they're gonna make money off yeah. that bigger artist. So why even they're not even dangle
0: it in front of our no. faces? So and and you know, okay, so we we cut the same song, Swerve, right, that yeah. Drew Davis wrote and, and, and Jason Matthews. And Jason Matthews, yeah. So <laughs>
1: What's funny is that Jason didn't know that Drew was pitching it other places.
0: Yeah. And neither did I. Right, right. Uh, so it was, for, for me, we had 45 minutes left of studio time. And we're like, well, the band's here. We're, everybody's fired up. They're like, let's do one more. We can get one more. You know? That's cool. So uh, Blake Chancey, my producer at the time, Blake's like, what about Swerve, dude? It's different. It's different. You know, and Ryan Cook sitting there, and he goes, he goes, if you want to do it, I need to know right now. I'll call Drew right now. And I'm like, you know what? Let's try it. It's different, you know. And and this that that um, that whole EP was a little different. Kind of a some of the songs were a little stretch for me as far as kind of what I was doing originally and kind of where I'm at. But I'm like, yeah, let's try it. So he called Ryan, calls uh, Drew, and Drew. I remember the phone call. Drew's like, yeah, sure. And then we cut it, and I send him what we cut, and he freaks out. He freaks out on me. Why'd you cut that? I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? He goes, I shot a video on that song. That's gonna be my single. (laughs) And I'm like, you said it was okay. What are you doing? I said it doesn't even matter. I said it's just going on the EP. I said I won't ever release it as a single. It's just something. It's fun. It's you know. It is what it is. It's one of those songs. Okay, man. All right, dude. But I just shot a video on the song, and he did. Yeah, I, I and, and I'm I've like, seen the video, <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know that. You never told me. I would have never cut it, right? I would just, I would be like, ah, don't worry about it. It's his. I don't care. But anyway, that's that's funny. So there's so many artists out there that that do cut the same songs, yeah, right, and get pitched the same songs. Obviously, Friends in Little Places. Everybody knows Chestnut and Garth at it. Um, and, and there's so many like that.
1: I, I just didn't know at the time that that was still going on. And I'd heard, you know, the Friends in low Places thing. Yeah. And I, I've heard so many songs like that. But I was like, why Why would you pitch <laughs> yeah. something to me like that? Yeah. Because the first, the really good one for me was I'll Be Your Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I cut it and after we were starting to promote it, uh, I was sending it out. <laughs> and it sounds something like that. But uh, uh, I, I researched it, I, I, so I was hoping to pull up my name. Well, there's like three different names that came up before mine did. I'm like, well, no, probably a different song. No, it's the same, same song. <laughs> They're just singing it differently, and, but they didn't push it. They didn't, yeah. re, they didn't release it. Right. So I was yep. like, okay, well, they didn't release it. That's fine. And yep. I didn't know after that I had cut Swerve and after I had released it, Somebody goes, well, Tate cut that too. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Jason tell me this? So I called Jason up and said, Did you know Tate Stevens cut this song? He goes, Who? Yeah. I said, Tate Stevens. He goes, Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he cut it.
0: I gotta call Drew. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he yeah. had
1: no idea. Yeah.
0: So it, it's it's kind of funny. So, and we were sitting there. We had two songs. It was going to be that one, and there was a, um, there was another one, and I don't remember. It, it was uh, – oh I don't remember what it was. Anyway, um, nothing like – I mean, it was like a, a real hardcore country tune, right? Yeah. And um, that Frank Rogers had sent over, and I'm like, you know, I don't care. I, it's different enough, and I like it. And it'll be fun, right? It's a fun song. It's like – I a, think everybody needs a fun song. That, that's, that's all it that is going to be, yeah. right? It's just a fun song that – some people are gonna like, and some people are just gonna keep hitting skip, you know, right? You know, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, so Drew's like, yeah, whatever, and then he gets mad, <laughs> and then I didn't know he, I didn't know he shot a video, so I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know he shot a video, or I would have never done it, right? Well, he did. So anyway, um, and then he was fine with it. He's like, I know, I get it, blah blah blah. You know, so that
1: happens, though. and that, Those are the coolest stories in the world because it, it, it's happened to me so many times with so many different artists. Like, yeah. oh, I, I'll have a song for a year and I'll just get done playing an acoustic show. This happened to me eh, three, years, three or four years ago and I turned on the radio after I got done with my gig and there's a song Wait, like, wait a minute. Nobody told me that this guy was going to be cutting it. And I was like, gosh, dang it. I missed yeah. out again. Yep. Or another one with... Um, one that did work out was a song by Matt Ramsey mm-hmm. off my latest album, Blue Jean Baby. I don't know if you ever played that with me or not. Yeah, AJ? I think maybe once. So I remember learning it. It's it's got a really cool vibe. Mm, and right. uh, another uh Scotty McCree, uh, McCree huh? cut it first. Didn't release it. Uh, I just don't think it fit him, just because the way Matt's demo presented it. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it matched that way, but it it (laughs) did fit in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I haven't released it either, but uh, it was just one of those cool songs like, oh, I really should release it, especially because it's a very cool summertime vibe type of song. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's happened so many times. Yeah, absolutely. Lost Cuts to McGraw, Dean. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, the list goes on and on, but that... On one hand, is a really cool thing because I can go back and like I'm saying now. Yeah, I lost cuts to yeah, so, and these so. guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Wrong with that. But
0: then you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm I always. Still, I still. <laughs> it was I supposed was, to be mine. Yeah. It was mine first. So all right. Well, let's let's man, dude. This is awesome. I love Gee, I love music, yeah. and I love how music brings people together and what it does to people's lives. Being a mid forties guy, how how do you think music has changed your life? As far as being being an artist, being a a musician, kind of what is there anything that you can go back and say this music changed my life in 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 this way?
1: It has opened so many doors that I never thought I'd walk through, Mm -hmm. I never even dreamed about. Uh, It's brought on so many great friendships that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. It's let me see things on you know, both sides of music, business and the entertainment sides as far as just enjoying music mm. that I'd never thought I'd witness and didn't understand. Right. So it, it was definitely a massive, massive eye-opener. I, I tell people this all the time. Is They said, do you love playing music? I said, yes, I love playing music. I love singing. I hate the business side because it's so... And I'm not trying to put the music business down by well i kind of am it's it's dirty it really is and it it can be just horrible yeah to somebody especially when they just eat and breathe music and you just get five doors shut on your face because they think you're not good enough absolutely there's all those people that say i would come see your show seven days a week yep what do you do as an artist, what do you do? Where where do you go from there? Because you've got a great fan following. Yep. But yet it's just not good enough to take it on the road because somebody doesn't want to take the chance yet. Right, right. So I'm at the point where, you know, who wants to sign a 46-year-old artist? Nobody. No one. Because you are not going to get that many years out of me. Well, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I understand the investment. I understand the risk. Yeah. I understand all of that. But – on the other side is that I know I could prove him wrong because I could easily do this for another ten years, right?
0: With the right crew, sure. But yeah, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not at, at all. all. Not at all. So okay, now let's let's get into today. Let's get into Noe Palma today. All right. Today's Noe Palma. What does that look like? Okay, because we've seen some we've seen over the years um, coming into the the. Um, let's see the cool, cool era of, of uh, country music, if you will, like kind of getting out of the, the not nineties country, but kind of the nineties country, early two thousands country into the more vibey, cool country. You know, I, what, what is, what is, what is 2021 Noe Palma? What is that going to be like this year? Um, if not any different than the last year or two, well, obviously,
1: it's kind of it's kind of funny that you brought that up. Actually, I I'm, I'm kind of changing gears just a little bit uh from what I've been doing. I mean, I've got a lot of great ballads that are on the list that I want to record. Mm-hmm. But um which is kind of weird that I want to change but I I guess it's my rock and roll side. I really want to crank it up. I really just want to rock out. I want to have a good time. I want to sing my ass off and be completely exhausted in a blown voice by the end of the night that's hmm. how I want to do it now I don't know why uh maybe just because I haven't or maybe just because I'm liking that kind of music right now mm-hmm. uh I started doing a, a new playlist for some covers for our, our new sets that are our new shows that are coming up and uh of course all my new songs that I want to try out but uh like I want to cover like a whole bunch of Stapleton I want to cover a whole bunch of blackberry smoke Cadillac 3 I really just want to have fun mm-hmm. and get people to shake their butt right right yeah. i I don't know why but I, I feel like rocking out I think that's where my voice is starting to lead towards more and more right uh it's it, for some reason it's getting lower it's getting graspier and I just like speeding it up a little bit you know yeah. uh, or singing harder yeah. where, uh, where, yeah. where wherever it goes but I just want to you know push the envelope just a little bit more and right. see what happens, see if it works out. Because I'm really not, and this is not probably not a big secret, but I'm really not pushing for Nashville anymore just because yeah. of my age. And right. um, I'm not with my label anymore. So I'm going to do things my way now and stop being pushed around and want to have fun the way I know I can have fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So absolutely. If, there's a, if, if I can pitch a song that I really like and it's, it's rocking, I'll, I'll take a good look at it. Mm-hmm but uh the the stuff that i'm hearing i'm, I'm going back to uh, way before the stuff that people thought i i wouldn't do or couldn't do but like i said uh, stapleton's a big has been a big influence in me and when i first started recording when i was using dan willer uh uh if nobody knows who dan willer is he's a lead guitarist for i believe he's a lead guitarist now for fgl is that correct or?
0: Yes, I think so. Because he right,
1: yeah, he was playing piano and then he and guitar, And, guitar. and banjo, and everything else. But I think right. he graduated to lead.
0: Anyway, he was with
1: Colt Ford before that, and somebody else before that. After leaving me, because he moved to Nashville and you know started playing for real guys. <laughs> but uh, he he always told me because I always thought that you were going to make a an album like. Um, uh, Cadillac 3 or uh, a Stapleton type album where it was more rock and roll. I said, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do, but I was playing it safe. Right, you know, I wanted to fit yeah. in the mold so I could be noticed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yep. I think every artist is guilty of that <laughs> because they want to be accepted and they want to be seen and they yeah. want to be bought and everything else, but they, yep. a lot of them weren't doing what they
0: wanted to do. Well, it, it, you're you're exactly right, hundred percent right. Most most artists, if you look at at what they've done in the past, and like like look at the transition in some artists, you know, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, you guys started way over here, and now you're here, because yep. that's really what they were. That's that's who they are as an artist. Yeah, that wasn't them. You're know saying mean? the same thing as like Keith Urban. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, okay, so back well, the way he's. The way his progression, his, his progression, progression. Yeah. his progression was, yeah, country because you know um, he was a session player first. He, and then he had that trio group. They, they were oh. they were monsters. I got to I saw them at the Wild Horse years ago. <laughs> this is back in the oh in the in the Dixie Cadillac what, days. What were they called? Uh, the Ranch. The ranch. Yeah, the ranch. Yeah, dude, yeah. these ter- they they th- they tore the building down. Three three, three dudes. Yeah. It was It would it would rip your face off. Yeah. and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was gr- phenomenal. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I remember going, "Oh my god, who's this dude?" And it's just he's ripping the guitar. I mean, pulling the strings off of it, singing his ass off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. And it was country. It mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like. And then of course they would do some really cool eclectic stuff, you know. And and but yeah, look at that. And then when he came out, it's just Keith Urban. It was like still country, yeah. you know, still still pretty country. But now, it's, I don't I don't understand it now. I don't even know what it yeah. is.
1: It's it's not. I mean, it's I'm missing the riffs. I'm missing the
0: really cool melody. I just, I, I don't I don't understand I, where he's at. You know what I mean? But that's an artist, and that's that, that's exactly. his that's his progression. Yeah. That's where he is. That's where he lives now. Great, good for him. He can do what he wants to do. Yeah, it's Keith Urban, right? Yeah, and we're gonna go see him live because. He's Keith Urban. Exactly. And you're going to hear some of those songs that you really liked and some of the ones you don't even know or don't get, you know what I mean? But it's going to be awesome because it's Keith we Urban. Know.
1: There's very few artists that I see that keep getting better every time that I see him. He's one of the very few that keep getting better every time. Like, you can't top that. See the next show? Oh, good God. How did you do that?
0: Yeah. It and, makes and, no sense. Yeah. And, and I'm not a big fan of his newer music. I'm just not I'm not a big, not a big fan of his newer stuff, but it's awesome and, and and you know, I don't know. It, not just because it's Keith Urban, because it but because it's Keith Urban too. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like if if um you know I, I read an art well, I read an article uh that Alan Jackson is is pissed off at country music right now. Yeah, I saw the title. And um and it's just because of where it is right now, and there's there's no like, there's no lane. Like, everybody's just scattered around the board. You know what I mean? Which, it's like... This is all true, but isn't he dropping a brand new album right now? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it is it new, or is he just re-recording re, stuff? I don't know. It but, might just be re-recorded stuff. Like, he know. went back in. I know Trace Atkins is coming out with all like old hits, they went in and redid some of them. Oh, and that's and cool. And re, you know, like... But isn't that a perfect
1: a... time to say, what the hell's wrong <sighs> yeah, with
0: country music absolutely. when you're dropping a brand new album? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it probably wasn't done on accident, right? So, but what I'm saying is, and, and he, he's saying because, you know, country music was this lane, and sure, you had people that were on the other side of the lane, but they still were still, like, half in the lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was pop country, but it, it was okay because they were still country enough. It it still fit the same vein of, of right. country music, right? Right. But now it's so all over the board. I, you know?
1: There's no lines anymore. There, there really isn't. No. Because... Radio's telling you that it is, and that's not fair.
0: No, that it's to me. To, okay, no, no. I'm I'm a hardcore country guy. That's just me. It's who I am. Yeah, whatever. I love. I mean, I like a lot of. So you know, I like a lot of the stuff that's out right now, but I still lean towards more country style stuff. You know, Cody Johnson, huge yep. Cody Johnson fan. So am I. You know what I mean? That dude. I'm like. That's that's like that's like the savior of country music right there, right? Yeah. That's what I look at kind of Cody Johnson where he's at. Um, but some of these other dudes, I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. Uh, we've, we've talked about this yeah. before. I I, I I mean totally agree with you. I, I it, it but I'm the worst person
1: probably the worst person about it because I've heard something come on the radio and go, What is my station on? Oh, yeah. it is. It is yeah. our country station. Yeah, I don't absolutely I, Absolutely. Why are you guys doing this?
0: Yeah, it it it, and and they they, it is what it is, man. And I know it's money again. Yeah. <laughs> somebody has enough money to to put it there yeah. and for them to play it right. So, uh, and, and I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at the music business for making it that way. It's just where are the guys who, where are the guys who can really do it? You know what I mean? And who are really country still? And and because there's a lot of people that would still love that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that are younger. My son's he'll be 25 and he'll sing you tons of George Jones and George or Merle Haggard stuff. You know what I mean? But obviously he loves, you know, uh, Morgan Wallen and some of that stuff too. Uh But it's like, there is a, there's a, there's an avenue for country music still. Yeah. And there's an avenue for everything else that's country music but not really country music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, and, and right. I, who knows, man? I, I could be. I mean, what do I know? I'm just a guy in my in my room in my house, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm the armchair quarterback right, right. now. Yeah. I know I can solve world hunger and tell no one. 2000, 2001, I think I was in Branson. Me and Drew. Yeah, funny yeah, enough, yeah. We were doing it. Drew Davis and I. We we're mm-hmm. in a show. <laughs> In Branson. Right. Here I am straight off the road, straight off playing ninety percent original music in covers, you know, I mean, because you played anywhere from one hour to five hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but you know, being out on, and touring, actually doing tours and, and things like that. Um, and then going to Branson and being in a musical. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Was it really? Oh, dude, it was it was crazy because it was so different. The so knob knockers? No, no, we were we uh, we were at the low sisters, uh, the the bald knob, <laughs> the bald, bald knockers. What I say? The knob, knob- knockers. <laughs> Same thing. You know what I was talking about? <laughs> he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, the knob
1: knockers, <laughs> yeah." With a straight face, <laughs> like I knew what I was talking about.
0: What? Oh! it took me a minute to register yeah. it's like wait a minute did yeah, it, well, it, sounded, it sounded right it's he was like yeah the knob knockers and i'm like yeah no wait a <laughs> no yeah that's where you play <laughs> <laughs> Uh but anyway we we're at the low sister show and oh, um we had a uh it was a dinner theater so it was awesome a be- big beautiful theater it was just it was so weird <laughs> Nice, but uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, this is what's your, what's the new thing called? Kiss like that. Kiss like that. But is what, what's the new project called?
1: I don't have a new project right now. Well, well, uh,
0: well. That's that's this is on. Um, that's 2019, right? Yeah, it's.
1: Uh, um, I'm singing it, trying to remember the name of the song. This summer's gonna last forever. Is the name of the EP summer's
0: gonna last this this, summer. this summer's gonna last forever yeah this is the name of the EP uh-huh and that was in 2019 yeah it's new still new 2020 no one got to play so it's yeah. new Did, 2020 it's didn't, new. didn't count yeah <laughs>
1: it didn't but that was count. the first yeah. single off that cut and then we went to uh she's wearing my hat not Lee Bryce but uh, oh god what's his name oh I can't remember it was off his C-list uh, but it worked good for me Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, and then we went to um, "Love Your Hometown," mm-hmm. and then this is the kiss, last. Just like, like that. that is the it's, one out now.
0: It, it's funny that you mentioned the C cuts because I recorded a um, a Randy Houser tune called "Let's Not Let It," and it was <laughs> it was on an album like three years ago, never released as a single or anything like that. And it was, but it was pitched to me. It's kind of because. Um, Hauser, we, we had the same publishing company, Randy and I did, uh, or not publishing, but publicist. Uh, and and so E.B. McFarland. So I would, I, you know, I'm like, hey, does Randy have anything I can cut? And you know, they got a hold of people and they were like, yeah, basically, he said, whatever, just cut whatever you want. Oh, you know, it, it, you know, that's not a, obviously a single, but yeah, yeah. And so we went back and and they, I went through like catalogs of songs, talking about a great songwriter. Holy crap, dude. He's amazing, I, I that dude is is awesome. Um, but anyway, so we found let's not let it, and I'm like, I'm cutting it, and so mm-hmm. we cut it. It was great. I love it. You know, um, my like I said, I, I Hauser's amazing. Um, and and but you look at his his songs started to kind of veer towards what it was and what he is. You know, mm-hmm. um, not it's still country, but just not. That traditional, you know, there's a lot of good stuff on that first record. Yeah. And then when you go uh, to the next one with uh, boots on and, you know, kind of gets more fun and, and stompy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then that's where kind of goes. To oh, started turning
1: right after that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: And then, and then, uh, there, I mean, there's tons of, there's tons of artists like that. You look at Chris Stapleton, you talk about Chris Stapleton, yeah. obviously amazing. Yeah. Uh, but you look at that dude and look at his his um the jump brothers, uh the Johnson brothers. Johnson brothers. Yeah, yeah. I was calling jump, uh the Johnson brothers. Part of the ball knockers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or knob knockers. Knob knockers, <laughs> right. yeah. Part of the knob knocker group. Um uh yeah, Johnson Brothers. And then then you look at Total Rock and Roll. Absolutely. It's like loved Marshall it. Tucker. Oh yeah, love I mean, it. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, then you then you look at um. Then he had that bluegrass group, yeah, well, uh, with his wife. Um. What is the name of that one? Oh, the uh, steel drivers. Steel drivers. Yeah. 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 So then it was. It, yeah, it Love was Johnson's and Steel Drivers, and then Chris Stapleton. Yeah. But it's all the same music. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. You know what I mean? Yep. It's the same. Yep. Um. Three, three
1: albums. Three albums down now. Yeah. Yeah. Three albums.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, and and you know um. It, it, he's one of those guys that transcend that whole, he can be real country, he can be real rock, and he can be real funk, blues. The song that he and, and JT did. Say something. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: Wow. I think that was just pushed for the awards. Yeah. Because I think they're like, well, let's put, uh, let's put uh, Justin and, and Chris together and see what happens. See if they can come up with a song.
0: Well... And it, they killed it, dude yeah, yeah it worked yeah i mean that's There's awesome two different genres just killing it yeah and again i mean justin timberlake is super talented he's yeah. a super talented person yes um and, and but you know you have two super talented dudes you're gonna get something great yeah and that's what happened yeah and and but again that's that yeah, guy's he's, oh, he's one of those guys man it just it, it just goes and and he can do whatever he wants to do sing every song he wants to sing sing the phone book and it'll be great
1: so we saw him at the Sprint Center. It was uh, it was uh, Os- brothers Osborne opening up for him, and then it was Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton as a three man group in the Sprint Center, and just blew the roof off. I sat there with my mouth open the whole time. I didn't speak a word except screaming.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, because God. because people that talented. I mean that that's you don't go listen you don't go to a George Strait concert. To see him jump off the stage and swing from ropes. No. You know what I mean? You go to sit there and sing 25 songs. Because you know them all. You know what I mean? It's like, that's my favorite. Nope. Nope. That one's my favorite. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. Forgot
1: about that one. You know what I mean? That's another guy that does not move from his little square. He's always looking to his left.
0: Or down at his guitar, never this way. Yeah, (laughs) until he until until he he goes to the next microphone stand, and then he stands there, and then he goes over here, and he walks (laughs) out (laughs) a big square. Uh But yeah, I mean, you know, I I, you know, I'm going to say twenty for for if if you're looking at at music for 2021, you're you're getting a lot of dates, right? You're starting to fill your calendar, starting to fill up a little bit. You're starting to kind of get out. Are you still doing a lot of acoustic stuff? Still am. I got a lot of acoustic stuff down at the lake this summer. Uh,
1: Probably three or four full band shows. We just picked up another big one here in July, Uh, and then a few more in uh, September. Full band shows. A lot of private parties. Now that people can do private parties, right? (laughs) But uh, other than that, uh, that's about it. Well, you've been to, you've done Kearney. Amphitheater.
0: Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. they're going
1: to, they're starting to push back open again. So yeah. I'm, I think I'm there August 7th mm-hmm. at the Carnegie well, Amphitheater. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to be on the show too.
1: <sighs> Ryan talked about it, mm-hmm. but never <clears throat> confirmed it. So he just texted me the other day. We actually, this is breaking news. We've got our own show there July 2nd for their fireworks show.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Very so, good. All right. Nice. All right then. Well,
1: but I'll be there. August seventh, I'll August be throwing family. stuff at you from the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't because I, I, I remember when we kind of talked about. Do you play bass? We need one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bass player, by the way. You tired? Uh, yeah, you don't do no work. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind. It, you know, it, it kind of came up, and they're like, "Hey, what is August seventh? with August seventh work?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I played there a couple years ago. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, neat place. You know." Um and, and so but I don't know who else is on the show. I just mm. I thought I thought it was gonna be you because they were like, Hey, we're gonna try to get Noe and I'm like, Oh, that'd be great. Excuse me. So I'm like mm. it'll be a good time. But, but we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Right? You and I. Yeah, yeah. Uh July 24th. First, first it's like 21st uh, is golf. Our,
1: our mulligans and music my very first <laughs> golf tournament mulligans and <laughs> yeah it's uh to uh, it's it's benefiting hero Fund usa.org which they are the only charity that I know of that uh, helps purchase safety equipment for fire departments police departments mm-hmm. any EMS certified type people that can't afford to get them. Yep, right. Because, for example, Kansas City has got a big budget. Doesn't mean that we always have the right equipment. Right. But there's a lot of people that are struggling that don't have the right equipment or it's outdated or it's not with NFPA standards. Right. So there's some police departments out there that don't have bulletproof vests that they can't afford it. Right. So they bought some vest for them. Uh, another example is Lee Summit's putting a drone system in, I believe, in their fire department. So they bought a couple of drones for Lee Summit. Oh, cool. And it goes on and on. Um, so I'm helping them out with this golf tournament. And then, so it, it's really cool. Um, you, know, you get breakfast, you get lunch. And then afterwards, you and I and Travis Marvin are going to play an acoustic show. Yeah. Which is going to be one of a kind type deal. Yeah. The only other golf tournament I've ever been at was Q104. I used to do that all the time. Yep. Yep, yep. Well, I brought this up to Mike Kenny at the time, and he says, "Perfect idea. You set it up. We'll we'll knock it out of the park." Well, then COVID hit, yeah. so it can't yeah. got canceled in twenty twenty. Well, then I said, well, "Okay, I am going to try it again this year." He goes, "Well, because of COVID, we're really not putting ourselves out there, so I really can't bring anybody in as far as you know traveling, right? right. Uh, musicians are going, so um, they couldn't do it. So basically, I was like well." I know a lot of guys that are definitely good enough to do this, so that's why I called you and that's yeah. why I called Travis and said this will be just as good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: I think uh, somebody had a question the other day. It's like, well, can people just come see the concert after? I was like, sure, just make a donation. Yeah. That's all we're doing this for. Yeah, don't We're donations. not making money. Right. Nobody's making money except all the right, money right. is going straight to Hero Fund USA. Yep. And which uh it's, it's going to be a cool thing. But, you know, we're going to play golf. We're going to... Drink a few beers, yeah, and uh, have a good time. Yeah. But other people still can come up to the show, and yeah. uh, I would just encourage them to, you know, make a donation to the organization
0: and still have a good time. Absolutely, and we'll we'll start posting stuff uh, here soon, um, social media wise. That way, help help spread the word too. Yeah, uh, to get all that out of there. And we uh, also have so. our other uh, downtown
1: Throwdown. You're gonna sneeze. Downtown Throwdowns in August, mm-hmm. sometime, which is uh, down at Headlights Bar. Mm-hmm. You and I are doing an acoustic show.
0: Yeah, yep, yep.
1: Uh, all the proceeds are going back to the same charity. So we're we're gonna knock them out, and hopefully they're gonna help some fire departments and police departments and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I and that's we talked because we talked about going to the fire some fire departments um, specifically, and, and kind of because um, like the guys here in West Peculiar, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby and those guys here, I know the chief real well, um, and and uh, want to get him involved, and the guys in Belton and the guys in Grandview and Raymore, yep. and just kind of say, hey man, spread the word. This is for you guys. We're just yep. doing it for you, so we want to see five thousand people at this event. Yep, you know, so
1: it's good. it's not going to be like a thirty dollar ticket. It's like no five or ten dollars at the door, something like that. Yeah, and
0: yeah, yeah, and, and then donations perfect. on top of that. Whatever you can yep. donate, every every penny helps. So even if you can't make it, well, there's still yeah. an avenue to, to donate. Yep, so. we'll start we'll start hammering that out. That'll be fun. That's gonna be good. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. Remind me, I got yeah. flyers in the tr- uh, flyers in the truck. Okay. For awesome. It. I'll get uh, I'll get on that too on my end and and start start uh, pumping that. So uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. that will be fun. Yes, sir. All right. Well, dude, look, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming over to the house. Of and, course. Uh, you know, I know you don't have anything better to do on a Tuesday afternoon. That security guard <laughs> at the gate was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pleasantly, uh, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> he was polite. Let's just put it that way. He was.
0: <laughs> it's the frisking thing. It gets me every time. <laughs> I wish he would have used gloves, but you know doing his job. We need need that personal protective gear. You could hit somebody up for that. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, dude. Seriously, thanks a lot. And listen, um, go check out Noe. We're going to have all his stuff, all his social media stuff put up. Yeah. when I say we, I mean AJ. <laughs> yeah, AJ—he's <laughs> <Everybody. laughs> the brains. Yeah, he's the brains behind this thing. Like, all I do is talk and act numb. That's it. So, <laughs> but uh, we'll have all your social media stuff up. Um, make sure you go check out Noi Palma anywhere he's playing here in Kansas City or down at the lake, obviously, um, and, and go to go to um, iTunes, get his stuff, get his music, download his music. Uh, If you haven't already, I'm sure Spotify, Pandora, all of it has it. So, Apple Tunes, you know, whatever, Apple Music. Apple Tunes. Apple Apple Tunes. Apple Tunes. That's that knob knockers. It's on the internet. Yeah, it's it's on them interwebs out there. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be careful. You got to be careful on the interwebs. Oh, we forgot to talk about the rooster. What's the rooster? What's that What's that gig? (laughs) Tell me about the rooster real
1: quick. Short story. I always wanted a logo. Keith Urban always used to have a monkey uh-huh. on his uh, kick drum. right? I always wanted a, an animal logo. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, I have no idea. Well, many times, this has happened a handful of times, I would get off stage and somebody would come up to me, start talking to me, and they would say, I really thought you were going to be a a dick uh, just because of the look on your face. Apparently, I have RBF. Oh, God. Or RDF, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, RDF. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: And uh, I was like... Why? Why do I have this look on my face? I'm sorry, but I'm really, I'm not uh, mean at all. And then um, I went over to see my family in the Philippines, and I saw uh, everywhere you go, there's uh, fighting roosters over there, everywhere. I was like, that's it. There's a cock right there. Right. And this girl was basically calling me.
0: Uh, Yeah, same thing. A rooster. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. So uh, that's where (laughs) it all blended together. I was like, well, there's
0: my logo right there. Perfect. That's easy. I have a pig. That's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there it is there it goes there it is. <laughs> yeah but uh what was that? i don't even remember what the hell i was saying <laughs> guys it's been a pleasure yeah dude it's been fun man so yeah. listen um july 21st uh is the golf the mulligans and music uh tournament yep where is that uh, Paradise Point, Smithville. Paradise. Okay, Paradise Point in Smithville, um, and then August the twenty. You said twenty what fourth? No, What'd I'm
1: looking say? right now. It is uh, downtown. Oh no, where's it? Where's it at? <laughs> it's in August, right? That's what you said. Oh, August. <laughs> you might have to edit this. It says August 7th. Oh, yeah. No, we can't do that. <laughs>
0: we can't do that. Oh, no. It is. It's August 7th. Oh, is it really? Yep. No. All right.
1: Uh, You better call Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, dude. Dang it. No, we're gonna end it on that
0: note. <laughs> yeah, this, Please. ladies and gentlemen, is called being double booked. This is this, Sh- is, what we, this is what we do. This <laughs> okay. is what we do. Oh man, <laughs> golly! Uh, All right. <laughs> okay, I okay. got shit Just try to do something nice i know trying to be trying to be nice that's want to try uh, to do in the goat ass. No, <laughs> right in the goat ass okay um hold on let me see if i can let me try i'll try to get out of this thing again here we go <laughs> it's not gonna work it's not gonna happen I, I guarantee it all right guys well thanks for listening today thanks for uh Noe for stopping by uh hanging out with us uh man listen uh, go check out Noe Noe Palma Music, I believe is your Facebook page, right? Yep, and Noe noepalma.com. And noepalma.com. That is N-O-E-P-A-L-M-A. Right? That's it. <laughs> All right, guys, listen. Uh, again, thanks, Noe, for stopping by. Go check out Noe Palma everywhere you can see him. Um, and, and listen to his music, man. He's got some great tunes. Uh, dude, thanks for coming. Appreciate Thank you. you. And, uh, guys, don't forget to subscribe, like the channel, like the YouTube. It'll be out. We'll have some videos out on YouTube, um, shortly. Uh, of this. And, uh, remember, you have to subscribe, you have to uh, leave us a review. Yes. And a five-star rating, please. Um, anything. <laughs> reviews. Listen, reviews, we need them. It helps us get better, right? Yeah. So, And it's um, free. And it doesn't free. cost you anything to leave a review. That's it's right. Just it's just yeah. easy. Yeah. Just subscribe. Say, oh, that was a five-star. And leave us, hey, that's great. Or, man, you guys are terrible. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just a review will work. Thank you guys again. Remember, uh, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. It was right there. And then I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag SweetLifePodcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.